2018 just uh, was released in October, and the latest build for that one ends in uh, 36. So, um, and uh, and and it it works fine, except if you're using 365, the released version doesn't uh, have auto format working in in mail. So if you download the build and reinstall it over the top, it'll work. It won't see it as an update, but if you download and reinstall, that will fix that problem. Uh, no, download and reinstall the JAWS. Um, JAWS uh, 2018, the one that was released, uh, broke the. It didn't work with the uh, um, Outlook, uh, where you know where you type in your name, your email address in Outlook, and if it's already been typed in, auto, it picks it up automatically. But if you reinstall the JAWS, it'll work. That's, I don't think everyone will have that problem, but if you do, that's, that's how you fix it. They've added the Microsoft Mobile Voices. Uh, those are supported in JAWS 2018. They're not quite as snappy as, say, Eloquence or the uh, uh, Vocalizer Expressive Voices, but there's a lot of different languages, so you might be interested in trying those. There's also been an update to Vocalizer Expre Expressive, uh, and, and that's available in JAWS Help under the More Voices, uh, under More Voices. So if you open, if you do an Insert J or open the um, JAWS menu by doing Alt J if JAWS is running in the taskbar, then um, you can choose More Voices and you get a dialog, a couple of di combo boxes. And um, on the first, first combo box, you want to choose Vocalizer Expressive 2. And then uh, those are going to be the new Vocalizer Expressive voices. There's been some changes with OCR in JAWS 2018. And now you can OCR any image. So if you say have someone sends you a picture of a newspaper article, for example, um, you, can, you can actually OCR that, and it'll, re it'll OCR the text out of the article. What you would do is, if you've got a file, you could do insert spacebar to bring up the layered menu, then press O for OCR, and then press the letter F for file, and, um, and it will recognize that file. Or if you're on a file, say, on your desktop, um, it'll also be in the context menu. So you could press like a Shift F10 or the Applications key, and then you could choose Scan with the scan with JAWS option, and it will OCR that image. Will you be demonstrating this? Or you uh, I will be demonstrating uh, part of it. Uh, I'll be demonstrating the part I'm just about to get to, and that is um, you can use a scanner, a scanner, or the Perl camera, and you can all actually OCR with JAWS. You don't even need Open Book. And, um, and, and that's kind of a neat thing, and I'm going to show that right now. I'll hand the microphone to Andy so that I can uh, actually run the demo. So I've got a book here. It's actually um, The Day the World Came to Town, about 9-11. And um, what I'm going to do is just insert spacebar, O for OCR, o -OCR. and then A for acquire. And it says cameras and scanner and camera recognition box. It sees a Perl camera. I'm going to tab over. I'm not going to turn on motion detect for now, but you can 
uh, OCR or a whole bunch of pages in at one time. Tab, light combo box on, two or three, and the light is on by default. And now I'm on the acquire button. So I'm going to just, uh, I've got the page here, and I'm going to just tap the space bar on the acquire button. Space, camera, OCR started, desktop, folder, new, list, new, not selected, recycle, pin, one of 17, pages right side up. The data world came to town 13i. Last section of the play. He told him to use the food and beverage carts to block the access to the stairwell and block them in place. It wouldn't stop a determined eye checker for long. I not thought, but it would slow them down and give the crew a chance to react. By the time Wilcox of Light 4.00 reached the halfway point across the Atlantic, I not still hadn't heard from Frankfurt. He made the decision on his own. He was going to continue with rather than turn around. I not contacted after their traffic command. So that was um, that was actually scanned. Yes, I'm doing that right now. Alt control windows down arrow. No wait. Oh, he. so now, uh, I'm going to open up a Word document, and I'm going to take another picture and just paste it right into Microsoft Word. So I'm going to do Alt-O, so now I can just read through them. So now I'm going to select all of this text by doing Control A. Selected. And I'll copy it to the clipboard. Copy selection to clipboard. And I'll press Escape. And alt tab. Open word. Escape. Alt control W. There we go. Microsoft Word document. So now I can paste this document directly into Microsoft Word. Paste it from clipboard. Blank. Most on their way to a family vacation to Disney World. Vertical. And there it is. So so you can actually you can. Actually, scan the text in, and then uh, in the commands that you use to do that is insert spacebar followed by O, then A for acquire, and you have the option of scanning a single page, or you can uh, check the box uh, if you're using a Pearl camera that uh, turns on motion detection, and then you can scan uh, multiple pages and just turn the pages and let the uh, and, and scan as you're turning the pages. Uh, it'll take a picture, it'll wait for you to uh, stop any motion, then it'll take the next picture. So it's pretty neat and for a lot of people that's that's all they're going to really need uh, for scanning. Unless if you're going to scan books, you're still going to want open book. But if you um, if you're just going to do a little bit of scanning now and then check your e your email and whatnot I mean, real mail, <laughs> check your mail, uh, then you don't really need to worry about uh, getting a whole open book program. So what does open book do that uh, this doesn't do, Bob, as far as the book? What's that? What's that? What is Why it? would you want to use open book? What does it do that uh, 
Well, uh, OpenBook is a little bit easier for scanning books. It has magnification if you want magnification. It has built-in formatting. Um, it can save files in different formats, um, and it's it's just it's just quite a bit uh, it's quite a bit fast. I mean, if you're scanning books, OpenBook is the way to go. Um, but if you're do, doing a little bit of scanning, you can scan uh, you can scan pages in. Uh, and and uh, and when you paste the the doc the text in, you kind of lose a lot of the formatting uh, that OpenBook would otherwise retain. Um, uh, you can do a spa paste special command, but that gets uh, gets a little bit messy. Um, so um, so uh, uh, you know I, I I think that there'll still be demand for OpenBook, but I, I, I you know but for students uh, for students especially where you're scanning a lot of books. But the ability to scan directly into JAWS is is pretty handy. If you have JAWS 18, then um, the Pearl Camera you can purchase that for $295. So they dropped the price on the Pearl Camera. So if you just have JAWS, that's all you need to scan documents. You have to have JAWS to get that price. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, if you're a I'm sorry. What's your question? You have to copy and paste it. Once you close the window, it's gone. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, you can avoid the vertical tab if you do a paste special. That's um, Alt E S and then press U twice until you get to. I forget the exact what it's called. It's you don't want. Yeah, you have to do a paste special if you don't want the vertical form, vertical bar, uh, vertical tab in there. Uh, otherwise, it pastes in a vertical tab. But if you do Alt. Talking about JAWS you have to and uh, its ability to work with the Pearl camera now. What's that? Yes, it'll it'll work with. Uh, in fact, uh, Sue was using it just yesterday with someone who had a uh, three-in-one scanner, and they had JAWS. So she just was able to scan directly using the three-in-one scanner. If it sees a scanner on there, it's going to use that scanner. There even. It 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 should now it wouldn't it wouldn't support the motion detection, but uh, it would be able, you'd be able to take a picture of one page at a time. You'd have to, I'd have to test it, but I'm pretty sure that would work. Um, yeah, I, maybe the hover cam. I don't know about the iPal, but Freedom is doing the iPal now, so there's a good chance we haven't tested it yet. Now they are also planning on getting it to work with KNFB Reader down the road, so I'm not sure exactly how that would work out, but um, but that would be pretty nice. Uh, if you're, uh huh. When you occasionally I have documents that unfortunately you know you have to sign and then you scan in and then email to the person, so they're basically PNG files. Does the Perl I don't think so. Uh, not unless you had. You can do it in OpenBook, but you could not in 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 Jaws itself. When you do uh, 
insert spacebar O and then A for acquired text, it's just doing OCR. So it would it would it would filter out any handwriting image that you had. It also would get rid of the formatting. You wouldn't have the, the lines to sign on. So you would need a flatbed scanner to accomplish those tests. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're a member of the home use program or an organization like uh, a large organization with a very large JAWS license that's up to date, you get 20% off of the 295. So you could get a, in that case, you could get a scanner, uh, you know, a, a pro camera for about $240. But the 295 uh, for, you know, for most people is actually a pretty decent price on that. Also, with JAWS 2018, 18, they changed the naming convention. Um, they switched uh, to JAWS 2018. Next year, it's going to be JAWS 2019. Uh, and that is because they're using multiple products now. For example, um, Fusion and ZoomText, they're going to have those all be named the same way and coming out at roughly the same time. This time... Fusion's a bit behind. They're still using JAWS 18, but by January, Fusion should be out, and I, I think by next year they plan to have the, the times match a little bit more closely. Um, also, JAWS now has a self-voicing install, so if you don't have a screen reader installed, um, it will talk, and that's kind of handy. It's almost, they're moving in that direction. For example, now with Windows 10, it has a self-voicing install, and gives you an option, starts with a Cortana, and then it gives you an option to use, um, to uh, turn on narrator, and then you, you can pretty much go through the install. There is also an option in verbosity settings for the internet uh, under uh, the settings, in, in settings, under the uh, JAWS settings, you can, if you want to, change the verbosity of speech for uh, a certain URL. For example, if you use JAWS for your work, you can say, when we go to this URL, I don't want to hear um, the announcement that there's a heading or there's a list or whatnot because I know I already know what it is. So that's kind of a thing that might make things a little bit more efficient for people as well. Um, they've upgraded the Librius Braille code for it, um, and uh, they also have released the L Braille, and we have that at the booth if you want to come by and see it. Um, the L Braille is a small computer that is, um, it's a slower computer, but it, it allows you to take your uh, Focus 14 and plug it into a docking station and use the for Focus 14 as a small computer. And they're about to re release the 40 cell uh, the one for the 40-cell display. Um, and that new 40-cell uh, display uh, should work with it. The 40-cell display is the focused uh, Focus uh, 5 series. It's the version 5. Version five. And it's got an aluminum case. Uh, they've changed the space bar, so it's, it's uh, very neat to use. And it can switch between five different... Bluetooth devices and one USB device. Uh, it's got a menu key where you press the menu key and then you press the dot assigned uh, to your device. For example, dot one might be your iPhone, dot two might be your um, computer, and then it will it will switch back and forth. So uh, we'll have that at the booth as well if you want to take a look at that. 
Uh-huh. Um, are they going, is that going to be available in Focus 14 somewhere down the road? I haven't heard anything about that, whether they're going to make it a Focus 14 model or not. It'd be nice, but I, 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 haven't, I haven't heard anything on that. Um, the other thing I want to talk... Oh, Got go two ahead. two more questions. Oh, okay. Sir, on the right, uh, do you have a question? Yes. Yeah. You can download JAWS uh, anytime for a 40-minute demo version. Uh, you can use it 40 minutes at a time uh, between restarts. So if you're using it for 40 minutes and it expires, you need to restart your laptop. And you can use it that way uh, temporarily until you're able to uh, purchase a license. You can download JAWS from the Freedom Scientific webpage, www.freedomscientific.com, and um, you locate the downloads link, and then under downloads is a JAWS download. You first have to download the FS OmniPage application. Uh, that makes the acquire text feature work. And then you, inst download, and you install that first. Uh, and then you download... JAWS, the JAWS program itself and install that. And after you've done that, uh, then JAWS will work on your machine for 40 minutes. Uh, but until you purchase a license, it will, you'll need to restart the machine every 40 minutes. But Bob, after you purchase a license, um, the OmniPage comes under with No, uh, OmniPage is always, well, if you download it, you always have to download OmniPage separately and then download JAWS. If you get it on the CD, uh, if you if if you actually get the JAWS CD, it will install as part of the uh, as part of a part of the installation process. But a lot of times, people when, as soon as they get their license key, will um, will download JAWS before um, you know before they get the CD. But if you wait for the CD, then then it all will install together. Gene. Um, Yeah, you can uh, you can do it on a URL by URL basis. Where is the checker? Please? Okay, last question. Go ahead. On the right, sir. Yeah, for Ryan, I, I understand it's a uh, uh, SD card. Uh, are you yeah. are you referring to the Focus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there is a small micro SD card slot, and it's not doing anything right now. It may be used for uh, firmware upgrades in the future. They really haven't told us yet. Uh, now I would like to switch over to a little bit about the Victor Reader Trek. And the Victor Reader Trek... The Victor Reader Trek is a, uh, a combination of uh, a Victor Reader stream and uh, the Trekker Breeze. So, but it's the footprint is the same as a Victor Reader stream. It's just... The Trek is a bit fatter because of the antenna and some of the other things they had to put in there. So um, the way it works, it just works like a regular uh, Victor Reader stream. However, it, when you press the uh, mode button on the front that switches from on the, on the top on the top middle that switches from offline bookshelves to online bookshelves, there's another press in there, and that one. Uh, actually is GPS. So, for example, on this one here, I will turn it on. Oh. Oh. So, uh, what I'm going to do now is I'll press the mode button 
It says online bookshelves. Orientation, which is GPS. And offline bookshelves. And it's actually picking up satellites right here. So if I... Um, can you turn up the... Oh, yeah, that's... Vol whoa. Volume. There it goes. Volume. Volume. 19. Okay, so now if I press the uh, orientation button, the uh, online-offline button, it switches. Online bookshelves. Online bookshelves. Orientation. And, GPS ready. And it says GPS ready. So if I press the 5 key, which is where am I key on the Victor Reader stream? Heading north. Near 951 North New Hampshire Avenue. Next intersection in 364 feet on North Ways. Avenue. North New Hampshire Avenue crossing Monroe Street on your right. And so that gives you intersection information. And uh, I don't know what kind of reception we have in here, but I can also um, I can also hold down the five key what's around? and get information no on what's around. And I'm going to try an extended search. I'll press the pound key. Select a category. In 11 items. Landmarks. And you can search for landmarks. Transportation. Transportation. Food. Food. I'll try food. Searching. <laughs> 16 items. Papa John's Pizza. Ah, there's a Papa Restaurant. John's Pizza. K Rico Management. K Rico. West California Bowl. Red Yoshinoya Beef Bowl Restaurant. There we go. Yoshinoya Beef Bowl. And so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to press the the pound key. Press confirm to start instructions. Press and hold if in vehicle. So I'm going to press confirm and see what I get. Pedestrian guidance to Yoshinoya Beef Bowl Restaurant. Please head south towards North New Hampshire Avenue crossing Melrose Avenue. So what's really nice with this is suppose I am, I'm going to go to, back to my... Guiding to a landmark. Press confirm oh, to stop guiding. I have to stop Move guiding. And I'm going to press the, the button. Other book. Online bookshelves. Here we got... Internet radio. Internet Three. radio. Playlists. One. But uh, I'm going to go to my... References. NLS Bard. Podcasts. Podcasts. Seven. Podcast feeds. One. Cool blind tech. There's Two. cool blind tech. New episodes. So I press play on that. Yes, so that down there. Speed. Speed. Nine. Oh, no wonder. Speed. Five. Speed. Speed. Two. Speed. One. Here we go. So now I want to check where I am because my bus just took a different turn. So I'll go over to orientation, orientation and press the five key. Heading south near 933 North New Hampshire Avenue. Next intersection in 390 feet, three ways. Now the other North thing. North New Hampshire uh, Avenue crossing Melrose Avenue. And the, the play key becomes a repeat key. Uh, I'm not going to do that, though. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, the zero key, if you hold it down, will turn on key describer. So basically, the bookmark key, and this is really neat, um, 
you can put in addresses much easier on a Victor Reader Trek than you could on, say, the Trekker Breeze. So um, I'm going to go ahead and I'll press the um, go to button. The the I'll press the go to button, which goes to select a landmark as your landmarks, destination. Or if I Only hold it down, landmarks. it'll pick a Mike route. Mike Sweetman, 3223 Magnolia Street, Oakland. And that Oakland. was a landmark that I recorded in Oakland. And notice I dictated the address in. So when you're when you're traveling, you can actually um, put the address in, and then I like to dictate the address so that it's it's I have the name of the person because when you when you put the address in, it just says like one two three Elm Street for example. We've got a question? Yes. Uh, no, there is no um, yeah. There, there is no. This does not have. It only has speech readout. It does not have uh, braille. braille readout. Um, I know that the the uh, Braille Note uh, Sendero GPS has braille readout, and uh, I believe they they can. You can still get Sendero GPS for the um, Apex. For we can get it for the Apex or the um, Braille Sense U2. Um, but there, uh, uh, and there is no, there is no braille with the with this one. You could use, you could try seeing iGPS, which runs on the iPhone. That's also made by Sendero. Um, yeah, see, seeing iGPS can run on the iPhone. Uh, also, Blind Square can run on the iPhone. So, and you might also try Nearby Explorer. Those are all applications that run on the iPhone, and you could use those with Braille. So that would probably that would be a better approach, uh, is to get once get yes, something that runs on the question? iPhone. Yes. Oh, okay, let me explain about this. This is pretty cool. Um, the uh, the Victor Reader Trek comes with. I got both of these talking. <laughs> uh, the um, the Victor Reader Trek comes with 32 gigabytes of of internal RAM, and then you can put a 32 gigabyte card into it, and uh, and the the RAM the internal memory they put the map on for your region so the entire map of the United States and Canada is already in here uh, so that you don't have to and you don't even have to switch maps or anything it just automatically picks up your GPS location and knows where you are a big a big point between I think this will answer your question is we were asked earlier why get a track over if I have an iPhone already and you don't need data to get to your map. It's running off its own GPS uh, chip inside of the machine. Yeah. Those are the maps that are preloaded that Bob was just speaking of. So the maps are already in there. It's like having a Thomas guide, if you remember those, that are already on your track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, for example, one thing that really helps with a Victor Reader track is, um, say you've got your iPhone and you're using your iPhone with with uh, Ira or something else, and you want to know where you are, 
then you can use the GPS unit separately. Um, also, uh, the, the, when you're running GPS on your iPhone, those apps tend to uh, use a lot of battery power. So, uh, so it saves battery power on your, on, your, on your iPhone if you're using your Victor Reader Trek for GPS. The Victor Reader Trek will go for about 11 hours if you're running GPS the whole time, or it will go for 16 or 17 hours if you're just inside reading books. And you can turn the GPS on and off in the menu. So if I press the 7 key, Settings. Ten items. I've got GPS. GPS, and under there is on or off. Uh, I also have the ability landmarks. to rename or delete landmarks. The other thing that this has uh, which is really cool. In fact, I have the same landmarks on, on two machines. I'm plugging in another machine right now, and this machine, uh, actually I have a, a, a case on it from uh, Executive Products. They've come out with a case for this one. Um, let me see if I can get to... Online bookshelves are orientation. GPS volume 19. So now... I'm going to uh, open these, and you'll see that a lot of these bookmarks are the same. I'll press the go-to button. Select a landmark as your destination. Fifteen landmarks. Vagabond in 210 without a road. San Luis Obispo, California. That's how I was working up there a while back. Amtrak 1011 Railroad Avenue. San Luis Obispo, California. So I've got all my landmarks stored in there. And I named them so that I would have the name of the person, of whatever it was, instead of the address. Um, and Explore. if I press the, the star key, I'm back in Explore, and, uh, and I, can, I can enter other commands from here. So the nice thing about this is I have a separate, I don't need to use uh, books. Oh, it sees the yes. <laughs> Do you have a question, sir? <laughs> Sir, your uh, question? Can you pause that? Uh, hold on, we're, we're answering over here. On the left, go ahead. Uh, not my, can you hold on? Go ahead, sir. Well, they're different machines. Um, they've, they've really imp improved the record uh, on, the, on, the, on the Braille. Um. Does the Blaze have GPS? No, the Blaze does not have GPS. Uh, this, is a, this is the only uh, recorder I know of that has GPS at this time. Um, and if I, um, if I go to... Offline bookshelves. Online bookshelves. Offline bookshelves. Offline bookshelves. And notes. Other books. Three. Books. One. And music. Save podcast. Text files. Notes. Zero. I can play... End of note. Oh, this one doesn't have a note on it. Anyway... Um, uh, but I could have, uh, I, I actually made a recording on the other machine because I didn't think I would actually be able to use GPS inside. It's actually picking it up here uh, inside, which is pretty amazing. There must be a skylight or Mike, something. Mike, your question? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, virtual routes. Uh-huh. You can do it, right? No. No? No. Um, you can locate an address uh, and get a motorized guidance to an address, or you can get pedestrian guidance to an address, or if you want to develop a route that is, you know, safe and you want to work through it with an O&M instructor, you can record a 
route as you're walking along, and then uh, that route will be saved, and you can bring that route up in the future. Um, so, for example, just for fun, I chose one of my San Luis Obispo landmarks, and it made a route to that landmark. I'll, I'll show you. I went. I'll get back to online bookshelf orientation. GPS, right? And I'll press the go to button. Select the landmark as your destination. Fifteen landmarks. Amtrak 1011 Railroad Avenue. San Luis Obispo. So I'll press California. that one. Press confirm to start. Press, press and hold if in vehicle. Now if I hold it down, Starting. it's gonna give a vehicle route. It might take it a minute because it's kind of far. It's a four hour drive. <laughs> there it is. Amtrak 1011 Railroad Avenue. Please head east towards North New Hampshire Avenue crossing Monroe Street in front. Leaving open area. Heading off route. And it doesn't, you kind of have to stick on the route. You can review, uh, and you can't review these routes indoors, but, but it will give you, you know, guidance to a route that can be pretty far away. You got a question in the back. Uh, yes, sir. Your question, uh, the, this one here first. He's been, he's been waiting for a while. It does have haptic feedback. Uh, so you can get, you know, notification when you're coming to a turn. Uh, it gives a vibration, in other words. When yes, yes, there is Bluetooth on this machine. That's the yeah. difference with the stream in this one. Yeah, it does uh, have Joe, Bluetooth. Joe, your question? No. Well, it might when uh, it does support iBeacons, but there isn't really a standard yet with the beacons, and, uh, and they're planning on supporting indoor navigation in the future when that, that occurs. The other thing that we'll work with in the future is in 2018 or 2019, the Galileo, the European Galileo uh, GPS system will be uh, available in this country, and it has accuracy of up to a foot. I mean, as close as a foot. So that will be really neat when when that happens. I'm going to go. Uh, want to cover a little bit about? We got a couple more questions. Oh, okay. We got time for those. Okay, we can take three questions here, and we got to move on. Go ahead. Tom? Yeah, just a quick question. How, uh, if you suspect that... Uh, no, there's, um, and it, it, it doesn't really tell you how many satellites you're picking up. Uh, if you're, if you, if you, you know, if you're in an a area with a lot of tall buildings, uh, if you get to as open of a place as possible, you'll get better reception. But um, it doesn't say, like the Sendero products did, it doesn't say... You've got nine satellites. You've got one satellite. It it, uh, it doesn't doesn't really do that. Also, you mentioned you mentioned Bluetooth. Uh, I've connected this to a jam box. I right now I have it plugged into the jam box, but um, I've connected it to my jam box mini, and that's the only thing I've. Oh, I think I can. I connected it also to my aftershocks headset. Um, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's audio. Okay. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Your question. It is um, six. The most important question. It, uh, the, Go ahead. Co the cost is $695. It's on sale for $595 until the end of the year. Um, but, but 
they, they've been selling so quickly that I'm not sure, like we've sold 10 out of the first 12 we got and we're, um, we're kind of waiting to see if we can get the other 12 before the end of the year. We're hoping we can, um, but the, the demand has kind of outstripped production. So, um, but, I'm, but, I'm, uh, but at the end of, uh, yeah, go ahead. Can the maps be updated over Wi-Fi? The uh, whole thing is updated, can be updated over Wi-Fi, um, and they plan to update the maps about once a year. They're using TomTom instead of the old maps now, so that gives them more flexibility, but they have to do a lot of work on the maps to, uh, to make them work for us, So, because uh, there's a lot of stuff in, in TomTom that we don't need, for example, visual images and, and whatnot. So. Um, they hope to be able to update the maps about once a year. Uh, I want to say a little bit about some of the other products we carry and I have at the booth. We have the, uh, the Braille Note Touch um, and also the Braille Sense Polaris. And those are very, very good note takers. And if you know, I really recommend that you, you come th uh, by and take a look at them at the booth. They're, um, they, they're, they're very, very helpful, especially in, in, in school if you're taking notes and if you need to write uh, Nemeth. Um, and so I'll have that available for you to look at. And also, uh, Andy's here. I'm going to have him say a little bit about our low vision products. Okay, I know there was a lot of questions in here still, so please come by our booth and uh, come ask us individually about the, que uh, the questions you have, and we can finish up there. Uh, just quickly, because we're actually out of time, um, we have some new products from Humanware as far as low vision goes. Uh, they have updated their Prodigy Connect uh, 12, and um, it's pretty awesome. They've added LEDs to the stand. They've changed the stand altogether. Um, there's built-in speakers to it now, and Humanware has come out with their own tablet. Uh, they were using a Samsung tablet previously, uh, but now it's an in-house Android tablet that they've come out with. Um, very similar, it operates very similar to the way the Braille Note Touch does in that respect because it's built in-house just like the Braille Note Touch. Uh, they just came out with an 8-inch uh, portable hand magnifier. Uh, it's pretty awesome as well. It's uh, got amazing cameras on it. It can do a distance view, um, and it's one of the first ones that does distance. Uh, the Ruby 7 does it on a swivel cam, uh, but you'll have to come see for yourself which one you prefer. Um, and it also has a touchscreen on it, which is new for uh, hand magnifiers. Uh, it's the first one that's had a touchscreen on it. Uh, I also have some uh, different things, different solutions for if you're in school and you need to see the classroom board. Um, we've got the GoVision, the Onyx over there, and uh, the eBot. If you haven't seen the eBot, it's a pretty fun one. It's, uh, it stands for or, uh, Educational Robot, and it has a robotic head that turns and you can see things at a distance. Um, so all that's over there, uh, plus everything Bob's talked about and a little bit more. Sue's got, uh, if you want to talk to Sue, you got to go to our table, sorry. <laughs> um, and uh, she's running Fusion over there if you want to check out the new Fusion. Ah, Pocket Recorder, I was going to skip it, but uh, Pocket Recorder is doing well. Uh, thank you guys for continuing to support that. We are working on uh, a new playback interface. Uh, we know it's right now it's just a slider. Um, we've been trying to work out a way to keep it simple, just like we've made the app. Um, 
it's it's actually more complex to make things simple. It turns out, <laughs> especially when you're doing it with Apple, they just they lock you down quite a bit in what you're able to do within an app. Um, but uh, we'll be pushing out a new update probably within the next few months here. So look out for that. Uh, if you don't know already, there is there was an update that went out uh, not too long ago that uh, allows you to share your recordings uh, through text messages, emails, and also just anything that's on the Apple Share. So make sure you get the latest update of that. Because um, there was an issue with some people not being able to get their recordings out. Um, like they were too big to go up to their Dropbox or they didn't have space. So we've made other options available like uh, your iCloud drive and stuff like that. So check it out. Uh, it's ten bucks in the app store, um, and it's just a one-time purchase of ten bucks. There's no ads or anything like that, um, and no update. All the updates are going to be free. So uh, if you're looking for a cheap recorder that has pretty great quality and uh, syncs to your cloud services, it's a it's a cool one. Check it out. Uh, that's it for us for right now. Thank you very much.